Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. Jenna, what it is, baby? What's up? Yo, excited for this. Now we're done with game three. We're potentially halfway through the series. Exciting, exciting stuff. Almost there. Oh, man, that was a crazy game three. Jay Hill, my boy, what's up? Excited to to unpack this uh, this game three. It was a wild game. Um, yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's get so let's get straight into it, man. So we just saw this crazy game three. Um, potentially, you know, some people can make, can make an argument one of the most important games that the Bucks have had almost all season. So this was was just a great game, uh, great great performances. Uh, more from the Bucks side, but. Let's let, let's go ahead and unpack this, man. Let's go ahead and get into this. So, guys, um, the Bucks take it home, man. The Bucks win uh, win Game Three. How are you guys feeling about this Game Three? What are, what are your guys' initial reactions from uh, from this game? I have two words for you, man. Bobby Portis. Sheesh, <laughs> it was working. But hey, no, I mean it was the score explains itself. You know, I mean it was a Bucks domination from beginning to end. But I'm gonna tell you something. Remember what I said about last game. Giannis put up 42 points and he had no help and they barely lost. Now he put up 42 points and he just had a little bit more help and they win by, you know, uh, by a comfortable margin. So I, I, I definitely think that uh, that's the missing piece right there is that Giannis gives you his Giannis performance and you just have one role player step up or, you know, Drew and Chris step, step up. And that's, that's pretty much all the bucks need here to get it going. You know, like I, I think that that they'll match up well against the Suns. Before this whole thing started, before I know that I wasn't there to do the predictions initially uh, for that predictions part, but I did actually have Bucks and seven, and and I'm gonna have to stick with my guns for now. Like I do, I do still believe in this Bucks team. I believe all they needed to do was just kind of find their footing, and I think they did. So, so that that's 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 how I feel about this game. Jay Hill, man, how you feeling about this game? Post game reactions. I'm pretty, I'm pretty emotional right now. Um, just, just for a number of reasons. Um, number one being, fellas, I got a question for y'all. I'm human, right? We all make mistakes, right? Yeah. What's up? I doubted Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I, I said Devin Booker is the best player in the series, but after these these past two games, Giannis is the best player in this series by far. What? When he gets the help, when he gets when he gets the help, 100%. he's better than the book. He, I, these past two games have changed my mind about this, and yeah. I think I, I was wrong in saying that. I think 
when Yun Giannis is at his full strength and he's doing the things that make him have made him the two two time MVP in the past, uh, he's clearly the best player on the floor. What he can do for his teammates and the way he just changes the games for the Bucks, uh, I think it's 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 great. It's great to see, honestly. Like just with, with the basketball we're witnessing this series. Um, I, I was wrong. One hundred percent agree, Jay Hizzle. One hundred percent. Devin Booker cannot tie Giannis's shoelaces. Like, wow! Wow! Bro, I don't know about that. I don't know about no, that, bro. Giannis but, is a different level. No, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. Level. But, wow. but Giannis is definitely like I, I can't put D Book and Giannis on the same level though. Like that's for sure. I'm I'm exaggerating. I'm saying he can't tie. <laughs> D book is a superstar. Don't get me wrong. He's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Not even a star in the league anymore. He's made that jump into superstardom. Absolutely. But, but I can't put him on that level with, with, with Giannis. Not, not yet. Like I gotta, I'm going to I'm gonna have to see him play a healthy team first. Then, then we can talk about getting <laughs> to levels. Jay Hill, a prisoner of the moment much Jay Hill. What's going on? We talking about no, a I- whole playoff series, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a whole playoff series, but I mean, I'm just looking at Giannis's body of work. Number one, he's coming off an injury. And number two, he's just put together two historic games back to back. And I think the first time I, I took it with a grain of salt, you know, he had a good game and there's still a losing effort. But seeing him back at home and honestly, uh, a balanced effort from the whole team. I mean, you had uh, P.J. Tucker with seven, Brooke, Le- uh, Brooke Lopez with 11. Chris Middleton with 18, Drew Holiday with 21, and then adding in what Bobby Portis had, had a really efficient game as well as Pat Connaughton. He had help tonight. That's the only difference in why they took care of business. And what what we kind of predicted and what I, you know, we had talked about was they're going back home. Role players always play better at home. And I think, uh, I honestly think they're going to take game four and they're going back to Phoenix tied up 2-2 and baby, it's, it's, it's finals basketball after that. I think it's up in the air, but... I'm still going with my with my Phoenix in six, but but I think I don't know. I really don't know. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm gonna be hopping the fence. I'm still sticking by my prediction, but man, it's gonna be tight. If they take care of business like they did and they came out the way they did in game three, they weathered the storm. We saw them weather the storm when Phoenix made a run. They were able to to cut uh I think uh, PJ Tucker, it was a, a point when they had cut it to four, I think it was in the third quarter, and we saw them answer uh, Giannis drove and kicked it out to PJ Tucker in the corner where he had big three. That's one play that stuck out to me. Um, and they were able to do that a number of times and weather the storm. So it was, it was a crazy, crazy game. Wow, man. I got to say, I am absolutely shook, Jay Hill. It's like you've had a like a changing of souls, Jay Hill. I swear, <laughs> when you were over here in Cali and we, and we were kicking it, watching the games, man, you were strong on my side. You were talking about D-Book is by far the best player. Giannis can't close. Giannis can't this. Jay Hill, what happened in these last two games? Because I, I while I get it, Giannis put up he a dropped husband. forty-one. He dropped forty-one and forty-two. That's what happened, and lost one of those games. So if anything, it's it's, it's even. So now, if anything, I need to see Can you him. Pin it on him though. Can you pin it on him though? That game two loss. I, I personally, I cannot pin it on Giannis. I can't. You're right. I, I, I can't pin that on Giannis. He did everything he possibly could. But, man, are, are, are we just going to just be prisoners in the moment and forget everything that D-Book has done? I mean, my my point, my talking point in this D-Book and Giannis argument the whole time has been Giannis can't close. How can he possibly be the best player? 
and, and, and that's still my question. So Jay Hill, what's up? I mean, first of all, let's just let's just go to the box score. Ten points in an NBA Finals game from a superstar who I, you know, I thought before this series would be the best player in the series. And, you know, I, I, I still think he's the second best, but Giannis has clearly performed. I think we're at the point where D Booker, I think, and, and he came out in the third quarter. I think he's clearly injured. He's not himself. So I think that's, that's it definitely has an effect. I mean, we saw, uh, we saw it late in game two. He, he wasn't in at the end of the possession. Um, and they said, you know, they, he said it was just getting him rest, getting him out of the game because they thought it in the bag. And I think it was, it's deeper than that. And there's some there's an injury that we don't know about right now uh, that, that's really bothering him. So but I mean, that kind of performance, regardless of we can sit here and I'll make the excuses for everyone. You know, everyone's playing with injuries and that kind of performance uh, on the road. It just isn't going to cut it. And that's why I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step back and saying, you know, D book has had some, some fortunate, you know, luck in terms of who he's come up with. And I'm kind of taking a deep step, deeper step back and evaluating it from both sides. So that's why I'm on this team, Giannis hype. And I think, uh, I think he's backing it. He's justifying with, with his play. Uh, like junior said, I mean, he's always been in the bucks. Like I know he picked the bucks, if I'm not mistaken, to beat the nets and, you know, move on, you know, early on. So, I mean, Junior, what do you have to say about uh, the Bucs? You can back me. <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, you hit it You hit it on the head. That's it. Like, Giannis, like, he gets it done. I know John was talking about him being a closer, but I think when you have peak Giannis, the game doesn't need to come down to a closer. He's already given you a comfortable lead, and he's sitting with five minutes left, and that's what we saw here, you know? Look, if you look at the rest of the team, Brooke Lopez had 11, Chris Middleton had 18, Drew Holiday had 21, and Bobby Portis had 11. Like, you, they didn't, nobody even needed to, I mean, only Drew Holiday eclipsed 20 by putting up 21 points. It's not like he put up, you know, 29, 30 points. He just needed consistent contributions from his team. And, and he just did his thing. And that was, that's what he didn't get in game two. I, I genuinely feel that if he would have gotten just one, one, some, one player to help him a little bit more in game two, the Bucks could have been looking at the two, one lead right now, but I agree with Jay Hill. I think Bucks take game four, but Jay Hill does have sons and six. That means that then I'm, that means Jay Hill believes that, uh, Suns are taking games five and six, which I don't believe they're taking both of them. I do think the Suns are going to take one more game off the off the Bucks, but um, I don't think it's going to be two of them. So it's uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's it's a matter of the team being able to kind of stay, you know, keep their head above water. But I feel that this Bucks win was more convincing than any of the other two Suns wins, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, well, so Jay Hill, so I, I know you you've switched to to Team Giannis, but you're still on for sucks for for Suns and Six. Ooh, yeah, the down, the down. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, I mean, wow, six, this side. six, six or seven. Uh, I still I still got the Suns, but I mean, where's the John? Realistically, Fence? if I. You know, I'm just being realistic. They're winning game four, like Junior mentioned, for them to win back-to-back games, especially one one at home. I I see them winning game five, but going back to to the Bucks in an elimination game, the Bucks home court in an elimination game is going to be not impossible, but it, the uh, odds are highly against them. So I'm gonna still stick with my my sons and six, um, but how they're gonna get that done? You know, is 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 a different story. Um, okay. 
Okay. All right. Well, sorry. So Jay Hill, so you still have not switched, switched your prediction. Junior, you're, you're still rocking with your bucks. I've been rocking with the bucks from the beginning. All right, all right, man. So, hey, I'm, 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 st- I'm gonna stick you guys to that. I'm gonna hold you guys to that, and I'm, I'm sticking with my prediction of, of Suns in seven still. So, let's. So keep- you got Suns in seven, Jayhill. You got Suns in six or seven? You got to make a choice. I got Suns in six, though. Suns in six, okay. And then I got Bucks in seven. So. Okay. All right. All right. So. <laughs> okay. We all got different predictions, though. That's kind of dope. So, mm-hmm. like, only one of us is gonna be right. Let's see, man. Let- Actually. None of us could be right if the Suns win all the remaining games and the winning five. <laughs> so, so guys, so um, so I I, I wanted I wanted to to highlight something that we saw here in, in just game three that we we talked a lot about on in the in the last episode we did the game two game two takeaways we talked about the importance of the Bucks being able to 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 hit their threes right and we talked about how important it is that. Giannis can have a, a, a PJ Tucker outside to hit, hit hit corner shots. He can have a Drew Holiday. He can have a, a Chris Middleton to hit those hit those corner shots or or just be open be, be open as shooters. And man, did they do that this game? The Bucks as a team shot thirty nine percent, and that's just a, a, a extremely impressive. So that that leads me to my question that I I, I want to ask you guys. We saw the Giannis insane another forty point per, per performance, but to you guys personally, who who had the second biggest uh, effect on this game uh, for the Bucks? Well, I'm thinking, I'm obviously thinking, of, I, I started this by saying Bobby Portis, but like, no, I think Drew Holiday had a more in, significant impact than Bobby Portis. But, but I think what Bobby Portis stood out was the fact that you weren't expecting Bobby Portis to give you one more point than Devin Booker did this whole game, right? But that's that's what he did. Uh, yeah. But I got to say Drew. I mean, Drew was actually pulling up. At first, he was shooting too many threes. I was like, ah. But he was starting to kind of, you know, adjust and, 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 and get going there a little bit. But, look, he gave you 21 points. He gave you nine assists. Like, that's that's a strong and important contributions that I think helped quite a bit. Chris Middleton took over for a little bit there in the second. So that helped. That helped, too. But I genuinely think if you probably want to give, like, who was Giannis's Robin today, it was probably Drew Holiday. Okay, Jay Hill, how are you feeling about that? Absolutely agree with Junior. Uh, 29, sorry, 21 points, uh, nine assists, and close to a double-double. The efficiency for me, it was the efficiency for me, uh, eight for 14, um, five for 10. You saw those 50% from the three-point line um, in the NBA Finals. I mean, that's great, especially from what he's been shooting, uh, his poor efficiency, 29% last game. So, I mean, it's clearly Drew Holiday, and we've, we've always said, you know, if we needed – we want, well, I wanted to see either Middleton or both of them, Middleton and Drew Holiday, step up, and, and Drew was was the Robin, like Junior mentioned, said. So, uh, definitely Drew Holiday was the, was the second, you know, punch tonight. But, sh- hey, shout-out to Pat Conson, though, because he did get a bang from Mike Breen today when he hit that three at the end of the third <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Pat Connaughton's getting a bang in an NBA Bang game. certified, yeah, yeah. That's a so I, I would I, I would have to agree with you guys on that. I, I would I would have to side with you guys with that with that Drew Holiday. But one one other thing that I, I, I want to bring up that I really liked about Drew Holiday was was his, his aggression, man. He really was uh, aggressive tonight, you know, many times. Uh even if he wasn't gonna get to the hoop, he was a he was a threat that the that the Suns had to had to play up because the way he was playing, you you don't know if he was was gonna attack that hoop. But one thing I I did want to add is that 
do you guys feel that Chris Middleton really had a Chris Middleton type game? Because I don't think that he he played as aggressive as he should. You know, they they got the win, but I think that we need to if the they got the win, but the Suns also didn't have a great game. We'll we'll get to the Suns, but I think that if the Suns are playing at their top tier talent that they can play at their maximum potential. I think we're going to need a Chris Middleton much better than this. How, how do you guys feel about Chris Middleton's performance today? I agree. I agree. I, and, and, I agree. And it resonates in what I said last time, too, which we didn't need. Giannis doesn't need everybody to have a great game. He just needs one more person to kind of help him out. You know what I mean? And, and, and we saw. But by the same token, what I said last time, too, you know, you can, you can flip this the other way and say Devin Booker only put up 10 points and he lost by 20. You know, like – you, you expect more than 10 points out of out of Devin Booker. That's a given. So I don't think any game's going to be this easy for the – I don't think every game's going to be this easy for the Bucks. But um, I, I do ultimately – to go back to the Chris Middleton question, I do ultimately think that they're going to need more out of Chris Middleton when Devin Booker's on, right? So – because if Devin Booker would have had his, you know, his typical 30-point night and Chris Middleton still put like that, then, then the Bucks probably would have been in a little bit of a tougher position. But I do think that uh, – I do think that he could have he could have had a better game this game, but it wasn't it wasn't a big problem just because the Suns weren't playing that well. He just wasn't himself, but it didn't cost him that much because the Suns also weren't playing that well. So it's a little bit of a combination. Uh, yeah, I think we definitely didn't see the Chris Middleton we're we're all used to. Uh, I think he was just simply just inefficient uh, for his standards. Six for fourteen is not going to get it done. Three for seven. Uh, is all right, but I mean, he he's usually their sniper, their go-to uh, second option. I think he's a better pure scorer than Drew Holiday, honestly. Uh, Drew Holiday, obviously, you know, is known for getting to the rim, and I'd say I'd give him the nod in that department against Chris Middleton. But I mean, he's a mid-range specialist; he can get his three-point shot off whenever he wants. So uh, they definitely need Middleton to step up. Uh, I don't think the games are going to come this easy because obviously the Suns are going to come out and make adjustments in game four. Uh, they they had, they got exposed in a lot of areas and we'll speak to, on that, like you said, in a bit. But I mean, I think they definitely need, they're going to need Middleton to step up and we're going to see that more, if not in game four, but on the road, that's when you need the stars to step up because the role players' performance is just naturally going to drop at, on the road uh, for the Bucks. So, or for the Suns, vice versa. So. Definitely, definitely, man. I, I like how we say, man. Chris needs to, Chris needs to step up if 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 the if the Bucks really want to win with the Suns playing at, at their you know their maximum potential. But so let me ask you guys a, a question. So during the during this game, something that I noticed that the, that the Bucks switched to was the Bucks had Giannis setting a lot more on ball screens rather than being uh, rather than being the, the guard with the ball. You know, getting the getting the the, the screen set on him. I personally like that because I think that that just puts way more pressure on the defense. It has Giannis rolling, running downhill, just waiting for the lob or waiting for, 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 for that bounce pass off the, off the pick and roll. But I, you know, I also can see I also could see it both ways because, you know, if Giannis is that guard, most likely he's going to have a smaller guard, a smaller player switched onto him out of that pick and roll. So then you could, you could exploit that. So let me ask you guys, you, would you guys prefer to have Giannis as, the ball handler on the on that pick and roll screen, or would you would you rather have him as the screen setter, Jay Hill? I love him on the uh, setting the pick and rolling. Uh, like you said, it just creates so much trouble uh, problems for the defense, especially if you have a shooter like Middleton or Drew Holiday. Obviously, he's an efficient enough shooter 
as he showed tonight. So if you have someone coming off who can shoot, which they always did tonight, uh, forcing them to make a decision on, on who to cover, who to leave, if they want to switch that, and putting putting the stress on the defense is, is the key, and that's what you want to do. And I think it takes, you know, a lot of pressure off Giannis, too, because he can, you know, save some energy, conserve it, rather than always having the ball in his hands and trying to make decisions, because that mentally can create fatigue as well. Um, a lot of people just say physically you, you get tired, you know, grinding off screens, but setting them and rolling gives you takes a lot of pressure off you physically and mentally because you're you're just screening and you're rolling and or you're you know popping which Giannis isn't really going to pick and pop much, but I mean I think I love him uh, setting the screen and rolling. Junior, how you yeah. feel about that? Everything that Jay Hill said is pretty much is how I feel about it. I mean, one thing maybe to add is have you seen Giannis's handle package? It's not very impressive. So it's not like he's going to have the handles to be the ball handler there and, and, and just have what, like six foot, I don't know, three or four Drew Holiday roll off the pick. Like, I think I think definitely have have Giannis as a screen setter and have him roll to the rim. I mean, not only is he tall, he's super athletic, so he'll be able to catch lobs. Like, it'll work. We, we'll, we see that a little bit with like when Anthony Davis rolls to the rim. Like, that's you have a whole new aerial threat there. So Giannis is far more athletic. Uh, so I think it'd be, it'd be very, very good to have him as a roller rather than the ball handler. Yeah, definitely. Me too. So, so guys, as we, you know, wrap up this, this game two and look forward to this game three, do you guys, you guys want to give me you know, a, one, one thing or two that you think the Bucks should mainly focus, focus on heading into this, this game four? Continue uh, keeping DeAndre in the foul trouble. Ooh, I absolutely. like that. Mm-hmm. Jay Hill, what, what were you going to say? Yeah, I definitely no, no. I definitely agree with Junior. Uh, that was actually absolutely what I was going to say. Uh, keeping him off the floor, forcing them to play small, like uh, like we saw tonight, is is really works to their advantage. Because I think Brooke, Brooke Lopez really can take advantage of that matchups or Bobby Portis, you know. So uh, I think that's the key for them, and, and is is getting out to those those hot starts in the beginning of the game, like we saw tonight, um, using that energy of the crowd, especially in Game Four. And building off that momentum is going to be key, uh, weathering the storm, and and really forcing forcing the Suns feel like they're they're always you know playing from behind. Because if you're playing from behind, you, you have to give that much more energy and waste that much more energy rather than you know starting off and coming off slow starts, which sometimes we've seen in this series from the Bucks. Definitely, man, and, and I, I I would agree with uh, agree with, with with both of you guys. The only thing that I would add that I just think the Bucks need to continue to play as a team, man. You know, the, as we saw, the the Bucks played great as a team this game, right? It, it wasn't just it wasn't just Giannis. It was also other other players contributing. But I'm also talking about you know. S- s- the swinging the ball, you know, I saw in m- multiple occasions, like every possession down court, it was at least four to five touches every time before a shot went up uh, before b- in the first half, they had 19 team assists, man. So, you know, those are just, those are just the key things that the Bucks need to keep rolling as they, uh, as they roll into this game four and try to try to even up this series. Perfect. All right, guys. So let's get into this Phoenix Suns and wow, guys, this, this did not look like the Suns that we have seen out there all all the playoffs, man, the, they really got away from, from, from a work, man, you know, in, in, in the first half, we saw that they figured out, they figured out what worked and it was, it was that 
classic pick and roll, but instead they were feeding DeAndre Ayton. And DeAndre Ayton was having himself a good game in the, in, in the first half, man. You know, he was hitting that mid-range. Uh, he was getting in the post when, when, when he would have smaller players on him. And the Suns were, were, were feeding him, and he was having a, a great first half. But then came halftime, and they just – got they just went away from that man so before we get into deeper into the into the game what what are you guys initial reactions from from the sun's uh, point of view about this game guys deep book deep book i mean 10 points from from your superstar and the player you know john and i have always discussed as potentially being the best player in this series and throughout the playoffs you just can't have that performance i i'd understand that you know, you might be going through an injury, but if you're on the floor, you got to give 100%. Obviously, and honestly, uh, Miles Mikhail Bridges wasn't his his best game. You know, four points, two rebounds, not really active as as defensively as they used to, and as I'm sorry, as we're used to seeing. And also Cameron Payne, who's uh, they rely on some scoring as well. So, I think if they're if they're going to be you know trying to take take the three one lead in uh, game four there's going to be a lot of adjustments to be made. Uh, and one of those is keeping DeAndre Ayton out of foul trouble on their end, which I know the Bucks are trying to keep keep him off the floor, but he has to, you know, play straight up, wall up on, on offensively when players are attacking and be smarter about, you know, having, uh, getting, you know, sorry, getting fouls. So uh, yeah, that's what I, my initial reactions. Jenner, same thing, or, or what are you yeah, feeling? I mean, pretty similar. You know, uh, just one thing, maybe a point I'd like to make there is like, because Jay Hill brought up Mikel Bridges' bad game, and I agree that like he had a bad game, but Mikel Bridges is a role player, right? Like, the Suns should be relying on him to have a good game to save save their team. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that was a shortcoming from Devin Booker not being able to play. Um, obviously, I mean, Chris Paul gave you 19 and 9. Like, that's actually relatively good for Chris Paul numbers. You know, like, I. I can't really say he had a horrible game. The Crowder gave you 18 points. That's a little bit more than I'd expect from him. Um, so it was really, I guess, you know, kind of debook being able to find his groove, you know, and if something is bothering him, you know, that's definitely makes it tougher to play. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like Jay Hill said, if you're on the floor, you kind of got to gotta go. Like the same thing with Giannis, right? Like he's playing on a hyper-extended knee and he's on the floor, he's just got to go. So I, I don't have any doubt in my heart that Devin Booker will be able to find his drive. Like he's that type of player. Like he, he can go get a bucket pretty much out of anything, except if you double. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if you guys remember that a couple summers ago, he was getting all mad because people were doubling him in scrimmages. At the pickup game. Joakim Noah will show off and start <laughs> mad trash to him. But uh, no, but Devin Booker is a bucket getter. I mean, he'll, he'll be able to get a bucket, a bucket out of almost any situation. So I don't doubt that he'll be able to find his groove, you know, even if something is, is nagging on him, I think that he'll be able to find his groove and be able to just kind of, you know, get that going. I mean, this is a, it's an anomaly game for him. He's not going to give you 10 points every night. It's a lot closer. If you told me Devin Booker's going to give you 10 points every night or 40 points every night, I'd probably believe 40 more than 10. So, so I, I genuinely think, you know, we'll, we'll see another, another good performance out of him in game four, but it's not going to be enough to win. I do. I do still think the Bucks are taking game four as well. and bringing this back to Phoenix at two, two. Oh, wow. Bringing it back to Phoenix, baby. But all right. So, so, uh, you know, guys, for, for me, uh, my initial reaction and, and, First thing I thought from from the Sun stand of view was 
this doesn't look like Suns basketball, man. You know, the, a, a, as a team, they had fifth, they had fifteen team turnovers, which is a, absolutely it. Like, is yeah. is, is really a rare team too. Like, exactly, they don't turn over a lot. Exactly, you know, the Suns, the uh, the, the Suns are, are are a very clean team, like how you mentioned. And really, is because of their floor general and Chris Paul. You know, he doesn't he doesn't make many many mistakes, doesn't turn the ball over much. But but fifteen turnovers as a team, man, it, it, it is a lot, and and. Many of those and and some of those turnovers even even came from Chris Paul, man. So that's what that's where I saw you know the Suns' downfall as a team, man. Uh, I just I just want to I just want to throw this in there. Um, I, I don't, hopefully you know Adam Silver doesn't come after Clutch Talk and try to ban us, but I do think it's funny that you know the Suns are having great games, just playing absolute great. Nope, but the, the NBA doesn't want there to be a sweep in the NBA Finals. So the Suns come out and have a terrible game, Game Three, and they happen to lose this game, but. Uh, <laughs> that's that has got some he's got some 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 behind the scenes here. <laughs> gotta put the tempo hat on jenner hey you're my inside source so i need you to figure that out <laughs> I'll, I'll get on i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask my, my, my boy adam about this what's going on here mr silver you got some, some match fixing i sure i sure hope not adam <laughs> hey wasn't scott foster the ref today I he believe was. Scott Foster was the right <laughs> have, like, Isn't Chris Paul like win like one game out of like forty? He's like mm-hmm. one six or something like that. When Scott yeah. Foster, I don't doubt yes. Scott, Scott Foster's like a, cheat, a super cheating ref. <laughs> no one. <laughs> like right. the, what was the name of that guy? Donahue. Who, who, Tim Donahue. Who, Tim Donahue. Yeah. Tim it was Donahue. Yeah. Too, wasn't there? Yeah, it, it, uh, Tim Donahue was the one that I believe that was there in that in that uh, Lakers versus Kings series, the one that everybody always complained about all the time. Right. But yeah, something with the Spurs too. I remember. Um, Wouldn't doubt something. it. Yeah, Wouldn't I don't know. It. Maybe it wasn't Tim Donahue. Yeah. Maybe it was somebody else. But yeah, Scott <laughs> Foster definitely has his rep for sure. Definitely, mm-hmm. man. But 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 what Scott Foster didn't control was the fact that the Suns shot twenty nine percent from the three point line, which is just absolutely not you know absolutely not not acceptable. And one thing that I I, I want to touch on, you know, both both of you guys talked about was De- Devin Booker's struggles. You know, I, w- I won't even talk about the numbers because you know we, we've we've already put that out there. But but what I want to what I want to ask you guys is, you know, there was about five minutes left in the in the game, and. Devin Booker came out and I, Jay Hill, I believe, I believe this is where, uh, this is what you mentioned earlier, how Devin Booker had, uh, was, you know, was five minutes left in the game, fourth quarter, you, you know, you want your best player in there. You want your best player crunch time, but he was nowhere to be seen. Jay Hill, you know, you mentioned something with injury. Uh, I was just, I just wanted to pick your guys' brain about it and see if, do you think it's Devin Booker, you know, throwing the, throwing in the white flag because, you know, he's, he's personally having a bad game, maybe feeling frustrated or do you think it's Devin Booker injured, or do you think it's him not being aggressive, man? So Jay Hill, you could go ahead and uh, kick, kick this one off since you know you talked about it a little bit earlier. I think you know Devin Booker's actually injured. I mean, it's been a long playoffs, and I think that you know they've had a lot of luck go their way, and 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 you know it's it's deep in the playoffs. It's as far as far as you can go. So that residual fatigue is going to be there. So the body might be you know betraying him a little bit, but I don't think. Devin Booker with his mentality and, and what we've seen from him, and he would want to sub out of that game and, you know, give up. He definitely want to make it more respectable. He definitely doesn't want to lose by 20 in the finals. So uh, I think it's, it's something to be concerned about if I'm the Suns. And, and I think there's, you know, we, we need some answers as to what's going on with Devin Booker. Uh, Cause he's never, never quitting on his team. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's it. I don't think I came from Devin Booker. I think I probably came from Monty Williams trying to rest him up. And if he's like, like Jay Hill said, if he's resting him up, maybe something's up, or maybe he just said, you know, that's this is enough. Let's take him out and and prepare him for Game Four. But I mean, yeah, he's a young dude, you know. Like I don't think he's got he's got like you know, it's not like he's got like you know, seventeen years of of of, of mileage under his legs. But he does have this entire playoff run. And like Jay Hill said, residual fatigue, fatigue is a real thing. So I, I do, I do think that it's probably just Monty Williams just kind of playing his cards and saying, all right, let's, you know, rest him up because the last thing they need is something too serious to happen in the book, especially in garbage time. Right. I think that a lot of people learn from the, from the Derrick Rose situation. And I think that that's probably just, just strategy on Monty Williams's part. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, one thing, one one other thing that I, I you know, I wanted to talk to talk to you guys about with was the the the, the Frank Kaminsky problem, man. I, I don't understand why Frank Kaminsky was even out there on the last underage ones in foul trouble. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, that's the key for the Bucks. Get DeAndre Aiden in foul trouble so Brooke Lopez can Frank Kaminsky eat barbecue up, chicken. Eat up Frank Kaminsky, man, because he was out there. I, I, I'm I'm watching some possessions and I'm just focusing on Frank Kaminsky. And I, I'm noticing the fact that, you know, he can't guard in the perimeter. He's not going to bully ball anyone in, in, in the low post. In, in reality, when he's out there, he only, it, it creates an advantage for the bucks, man. So, so Jenner, like it, it to, to, to you, that that's where, that's where the bucks should attack. They should immediately get Deandre Aiden in some foul trouble and get Frank Kaminsky in there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that's what they're going to get. I mean, they, they want to send Giannis to the line. So have Giannis drive at a, well, I don't know if that's a great idea. Actually, you don't want to get Giannis injured either. DeAndre Aiden is a big boy. So maybe have somebody go out there and just draw fouls. You know, somebody who doesn't really matter too much to the team, go out there and just drive foul, just drive fouls. But no, but, but honestly, just try to get DeAndre Aiden in, in, in foul trouble. It worked here. It also worked during the Lakers series too. Uh, the games that DeAndre Aiden was in foul trouble, there was a significant advantage. So it's not just a Bucks suns thing. It's pretty much anybody who's going up against DeAndre Aiden, get him in foul trouble. You just now remove the 7-3 skilled big man from the game. Like, that benefits anybody, you know? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, I guess anybody going against that team, not the team. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, guys. So, as, you know, we we, we wrap up here, I, 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 I want to ask you guys this. Who uh, you know, I, and and this is gonna sound this is gonna sound like a like a crazy question. It's gonna be like, okay, of course the the Bucks won, but did the Bucks really win this game, or did this, or did the Suns like, kind of lose this game? Do you, you know what I'm saying? You know, I just I, I, I get your question, but for sure the Bucks won. The Bucks won this I, game. I feel like yeah, like I mean Giannis with a 42, 41 points. Do, like, but do you not think that 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 this because the same thing you said. After that, after game one, do you not think that Monty Williams and that Suns team goes into the locker room saying, "Man, our best player only had ten points. He wasn't yeah. feeling it." Like, do 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 you think that the Suns are like, "Man, we're not worried about this. We about to be right back." Yeah, well, I do feel that way, and I said that earlier. Even I said you could flip the same thing. Like Devin Booker is most likely going to give you a forty point game than a ten point game. But but what I'm saying, and I and I do think that the Suns feel that, and I, but I'm not saying the Suns are down and out. They're not like, "Oh man, we lost this game. The series is over." Like. But I do feel like the uh, like the Bucks did their thing today. Like I feel like they won the game more than the Suns lost the game. But uh, it wasn't just it wasn't just it wasn't one hundred percent zero percent. You know, like I feel like there's definitely some mix in there. But I'm gonna say maybe like 
75% Bucks won this, only like 25% that the Suns lost this game. It's kind of how I feel about it. Jay Hill, you feeling the same way? Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think they're just, if I'm the Suns, they're looking at it from the standpoint that, like Junior said, if 10 points from our star player, we're, we're, we're looking good going into game four. But I think, you know, this, the Bucks played a great game from, from quarter one to quarter four. They weathered a bunch of storms uh, from, from the Suns and runs. So I think runs from the Suns. But uh, <laughs> no, I think, I think the Bucks played a great game. Uh, they're by far their best game of the series. And uh, I think it's something really it's for them to build on. I think Budenholzer did a good job, you know, with his game plan. You know, we've seen him being stubborn in the past, but it, putting, like you mentioned, be honest, Setting, being the screener uh, in the pick and roll was, was a great adjustment and forcing them to guard too. So, yeah, this, this, uh, the Bucks took care of business time. Man, definitely. You know one thing, though? I'm going to make a point, and I'm sure that Monty Williams knows this because he's an NBA coach. Um, but Devin Booker, yes, he had 10 points, but that's actually not the number one reason why they lost, I think. I do genuinely think it was DeAndre Ayton not being able to play many minutes because like we've alluded to before, where's the Bucks' strength? If they play bully ball, if they play that strength type of basketball, right? Rim protector. Exactly. You take mm-hmm. out a 7'2", seven, 7'3", seven, uh, mobile, um, I don't want to say super mobile, but agile mm-hmm. enough. Big, yeah. like, uh, he's, he's, he's a solid center. Like he's, he's, he's one of the, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a, I can't think right now, maybe I'll get quoted on this, but. The top ten center in the league, I think I can say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd have to think of like I'd have recently. To think yeah, I'd say but he's, he's a top center in the league. We'll say that. So you take him out of the game. Now you get to play your strength. That your strength, which is playing bully ball against Frank Kaminsky, right? Like that helps a lot. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think that the Suns are going to lean too heavily on. Wow, Devin Booker only had 10 points. Don't even worry about it. Nothing was wrong this game except for Devin Booker. Once we get that fixed, we're in business. Like, no, I think they're going to have to also look at the fact that, hey, how do we keep DeAndre Aiden out of foul trouble? And I'm seeing this from, from a perspective of, 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 of a fan, you know, somebody who loves the game. Monty Williams sees this from the perspective of a professional, of a professional coach. So I'm, 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 I'm sure he sees this too and he knows this. And the priority is not just going to be get Devin Booker back up to speed, but keep DeAndre Ayton out of foul trouble, keep him on the floor as much as possible because Kaminsky is kind of unplayable. So, so you're going to, you know, you can't give up that size and that skill. Like there's a big drop off there. So just one thing, I think that there's something to be aware of. Definitely. And Jenna, you, you might've just landed yourself a job because if Monty Williams is an avid listener of clutch talk and tonight when he's, when, when he's wrapped up in, you know, in bed thinking about the loss, he's going to be listening to the pod with his, with his headphones. He's going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he said, he said, I had that idea already. I had that idea already. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if, if I'm on the Suns coaching staff next year, you'll know, you'll know where it came from. <laughs> you got it from clutch talk, man. But all right, man. So, all right, guys. So, you know, as we, uh, as, as we wrap up here, do you guys have any last things that, that you, uh, you guys want to, uh, want to say for the Suns here and what you think the, um, what you think the Suns should, should focus on for this, for this next game? And who do you have winning this next game? Bucks winning the next game. Okay. So I think you focus on the two things I said, get the book going, keep, but most importantly, keep DeAndre Aiden out of foul trouble. Jay-Hill. Yeah. I got the Bucks building up momentum of game three. Um, that that home crowd is raucous. What do they call it? Uh, 
or what does Jeff Van Gundy call it? The Deer the, District. Deer, the Deer District. So, uh, so that that I think they're just they're just loving being back home in Milwaukee, and yeah, they got them in four. Okay. Okay. Well, you got the Packers O line at every game, <laughs> just chugging beers and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I. I I think that the Bucks will have a good game next game, but I don't know if my guy D Book's gonna go out with two in a row. So I got I got the Suns taking this game four, baby. I got a swerve. All right. Okay, oh, okay. So that means that means that in your in your eyes the Suns are gonna go up three one, but you have Suns in seven. They're gonna blow it. Gonna, so that means then that the Bucks are gonna get two games in a row. They're gonna get then Phoenix in game five and then back again in Milwaukee. You think you're gonna they're gonna pull I, off two in a row that way? Yeah, I just realistically can't sit here and tell you that D-Book, the most like Kobe, if anyone out there, is going to have a bad game like this and 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 come back and put a decent game. He's going to have a monstrous game next game. We're calling it right now. Hey, I think- Giannis had 41 points and his team still lost, 42. So mm-hmm. but, but could the, have a good game, but it might but not. But the Suns, the Suns, when when D Book shows up, other Suns players show up. We we can't expect that that Suns seem to have as bad of a, as a game as that yeah Bucks game one. You know that the team right. had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have, we'll have we'll have to see what happens there. But okay. All so right, we'll, see what happens next. Yes, sir. All right. So <laughs> we're, we're real, real, real excited for this game for uh, for this game four coming up. So guys. We are today introducing our very brand new closing segment, and I haven't even told you guys about it yet. I know you guys know my guys are like, wait, what? So we're, we're, we're introducing a brand new closing segment here that we're going to do at the end of every single episode moving forward. So welcome, guys, to the new segment we have here on Clutch Talk called Guess the Player. I have three players. I am going to list a couple of their accomplishments and accolades that they've had. It could be current, could be past, it could be... I mean, that's it. Can't can be future. But so so we're I'm gonna list the their accolades and then if you guys get them, that's a point for you. Okay. And and we're gonna start, we're gonna slowly start to keep a point system, okay? Because I can't be in this. I gotta be a judge. So it's gonna be between Junior and Jay Hill. Let's see your All NBA right. knowledge, baby. Oh yeah, I don't wanna hey, I don't wanna see no Googles. <laughs> I got right, here, right here, right here, right here. All right, guys, our first player for our guest of player segment here on Clutch Talk. He is a two-time NBA All-Star MVP. He won in 2015 and 2016. He's a nine-time NBA All-Star. I can list off each year, but it'll, it'll take a long time. What was the first year? 2011. Okay. Okay. He's okay. a two-time NBA scoring champion. I won't tell you the years because that's just going to give it away. Stephen Curry. No. Oh, okay. I had to go, but I had, I had to go in before, before you said something like you played for the Warriors. <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, this next one's probably most likely going to give it away. Okay. So Jay Hill, you want, you want to take a guess before I say this next one? Uh, Harden. Oh no, but close. Westbrook. All right. oh, there we go, Wait, baby. That doesn't count because that was the second guess. That was the second oh. guess. He said, oh, oh, that one doesn't count. But hey, but I yes, was was, as soon as you said close, I was like, Westbrook. It, it was Jay, it was Russell yeah. Westbrook. It was Russell right. Westbrook. Okay. All right. And maybe I should have clarified. Oh, what we, was the third guess? Uh, well, go ahead. 
Uh, no, no, I was going to say, maybe I should clarify. Everybody gets one guess. Everybody right. gets okay. one guess. Right, actually, right. actually, as a matter of fact, I'll give everybody two guesses. Two guesses. Okay. okay. Two okay. guesses. Moving forward. Moving forward. All right. Okay. Moving forward. Two guesses. A, well, what was the third clue, by the way? I just want to know. MVP 2017. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's. All right. All right. You guys ready for the second player? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The, this one might give it away off rip. He's a 2003 NBA Sportsmanship Award player. Which year? 2003. In 2005, he was first team all NBA. In 1996, he was the Big East Men's Basketball Conference Player of the Year. In 1995, he was the USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year. There's a movie about I this. Got, Ray a, David Robinson? Oh, Ray Allen. He got it. Oh. He got it. He got it. He got it. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jesus Shuttlesworth. I knew, I knew. it was that movie. Hey, y'all, he look. it away, bro. Hey, I, I, <laughs> what's up? It's funny because I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, let me think about some throwback players. But then when he says sportsmanship, I didn't think about Ray Allen. Like, I didn't know he was a sportsman. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This is why the why the where the fuck did I say David Robinson? I think that's a, a good teammate. I'm like, oh, when you said Big on. East. I said UConn. I knew UConn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. knew that. I knew when I Just said. I didn't hear you say UConn. I I, I knew when I said Big you said East. Said Big East. Oh okay. I, yeah. I knew when I said Big East, and when I uh, when I said he has a movie about him, somebody's yeah. gonna get it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew when you said Big East, you lost me because you know my college hoops now. I'm just not there. <laughs> But, but let's do it. All right, y'all. Uh, last player. Jenner, you got you got to tie this up. Don't yeah. let Jay Hill go, go home with a win today. All right. Last player here. He is an NBA All-Star MVP of the 2010 All-Star game. He's a 13-time NBA All-Star. Two-time NBA All-First Team, and that's 2009-2010. I'm 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 gonna list one more. Actually, all right, okay, no, nah, okay. I'll list two more. But these next two, be quick, because these next two gonna give it. Okay. He's a three-time NBA champion. Uh, are you ready for this last one? Win Wade? Yes. Oh! Oh! I got I gotta give you hey I was about to say the, the next one was gonna be 2006 NBA champion. I knew you was gonna get that. Yeah, I had a it sounds like it sounds like Dwayne Wade. I should get one and a half for that Westbrook one. I was gonna say Westbrook the first time. I didn't know he was a two-time. I didn't know he was a two-time scoring champ. That's what threw me off. All right, Jay Hill, your wish has been granted. You asked for that half point, so we now have a tiebreaker because uh, that that first one, we'll, we'll throw that one out the window. So right now it's tied one-one. So let's see who's who's gonna take it home. The fourth player we have. <laughs> he earned seven all NBA honors. He's a seven. He's been selected to the NBA all-star game seven times. Tracy McGrady. Yes. <laughs> you can't mess with T-Mac. Damn. How did you get that? Cause you know, T-Mac is. My Damn. 
Hey, I was. That's what? crazy. Yeah, you, you got me. I, I, hey, that's crazy. I literally was gonna say that. I thought the next one was where you guys were gonna get it. I, the, the next one I was gonna say most improved 2001, and then I was gonna say he's a two-time scoring champ, and I knew someone was gonna Jeez. go over. I don't know T Mac like that. I don't know his credentials like hey, that. T Mac bro is one of my favorite players growing up. Day of Junior. T Mac's <laughs> nice, yeah. You know, if if you if you're gonna give stats on Kobe, T Mac or AI, I'm probably gonna get it. Like like <laughs> two rounds. God <laughs> me, man. <laughs> all right, Jenner. I see you. I see you. So all right. So Jenner, you take you take this week's uh little guest to player, little championship. Here's your here's your championship. <laughs> Here we go. Hold it controversial first first uh player i might add i might add I'm gonna, I'm gonna a little controversy him. right there yeah, but I'll, I'll give it to you i'll give it to you i don't need i don't need it i don't need it it's all good oh man you guys are hella funny man <laughs> jay hill hey you bet hey, you guys better be on your nba knowledge because every week that we're gonna have some guest of players coming up man all right <laughs> like this definitely <laughs> this. definitely definitely so Anyway, guys, that brings us to the end of our of our game three. Uh, di- anyway, guys, that brings us to our game three takeaways. Uh, this was a great episode, guys. Thank you, thank you both, you guys, man, for for coming on as always, you know, and and and, and talking. I mean, I don't even gotta say coming on. Yeah, yeah, we family over here, man. We just yeah. we just we just over here talking some hoops, man. So this this was real fun. You guys got any any last words you guys want to say uh, to the fans? No, I just. Appreciate it. Uh, I mean, it's a great pod. I'm excited. Uh, current uh, NBA trivia champion. Just checking out. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Jay Hill, don't let him do this, Jay. Jeez, don't let man. him do this, Jay Hill. It's all right. It's week one. It's week one. And um, <laughs> no, I mean, just in terms of the game, uh, I think we're going to see a great game four. And I, I can't wait. Uh, best time of the year. I'll keep keep that theme going because it really is. I mean, I love seeing basketball in its purest form. And that's what we're getting right now. Facts, man. Facts. So as always, you guys don't forget to like, comment, subscribe wherever you guys are at. You know, if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, make sure to uh, leave us a leave us a ranking, man. You know, rank us five stars. Leave us a comment. Uh, if you guys are on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a comment on the video. Make sure you like, man, and make sure you go follow our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok. It is right here, and, and put it right here. And for the for all the podcast listeners, man, it is at Clutch Talk One at clutch talk one make sure you guys go follow us over there man go run it up because that's where we drop all episode updates nba trivia so we drop our hot takes and everything man and don't forget to come debate with us man you know we love debating on twitter uh drop dm us man drop a uh drop a hot topic and if it's if it's so good we'll bring you on the show and we'll debate it with you live man so as always you guys don't forget to like comment subscribe jay hill jr great freaking episode my guys I can't wait to see. I can't wait for game four. And just stay tuned for more, man. We got our young clutch talk out. Deuces. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. (laughs) Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.